Welcome to the Men of Iron podcast, equipping men for their mentorship journey. The purpose of the podcast is to provide you with discussion and practical advice to help you grow in your faith, family, friends, fitness, and finances. Thanks for listening. Hey, what is up, world? It is Garrett Barbush here with Men of Iron. Welcome to episode 57 of the Men of Iron podcast. We're continuing our series here, A Man's Game Plan. And we're in part two of how do I create a game plan. I want to encourage you to go back to part one, episode 56 of A Man's Game Plan. Go back to part one, which is why we talked about why is having a game plan biblical. Uh, We reviewed Ephesians 5, 16 and 17, where scripture says to be very careful how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, and to be faithful to every opportunity, knowing what God's will is. We talked a lot about that. Uh, We reviewed how the 5F tools, uh, faith, family, friends, fitness, and finances can be part of your game plan. Uh, and we even dove into 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27, where we talked about the need for men to have self-discipline and how our motivation for self-discipline needs to be in the eternal rewards that God promises us. I want to encourage you to go back. That will give a lot of context. But before we dive into episode 57, part two of A Man's Game Plan, I want to say a special, special thank you to our sponsor for episode 57, Old Growth Co. I'm going to talk about these guys a little bit more at the break, but then they want to help bring your ideas into your home, office, or outdoor space. These guys, they specialize in live edge slab work, custom bathroom vanities, personalized home goods. Man, if you want some sort of family heirloom piece built from a tree in your yard, uh, maybe just some small part of a larger project, they would love to serve you. And I have seen John and Travis's work firsthand. They do some incredible custom pieces. Contact them today. You can find them on Instagram at Old Growth Co. Or you can find them on Facebook. You can contact them via email. It's oldgrowthco at gmail.com. Travis, John, thank you for your support to the Men of Iron podcast. You allow us to continue this mission. Thank you very much. Let's dive into episode 57 of A Man's Game Plan, part two, how do I create a game plan? It's very important um, that that you understand, listen, we've got uh, a formula, we've got this formula that we're going to share today, we're going to share some ideas, it's not bulletproof, it may not work for you, it may work for you, but I would say this, if you had never done this, try it. Uh, try this. But let's get into how do I set a game plan? How do I actually do this? How do I set and create my game plan for my life? Well, I I think, (laughs) I think it really, from experience, it starts with creating space in our schedule to actually clear our head, to actually clear your head and listen and, and, and hear what God is trying to get through to us as men. And we are busy. We have a lot of responsibilities. We've got things that uh, we are responsible for and things that we're committed to. And a lot of us are getting up in the morning. We're rushing off to work. We're doing our thing at work and we're good at it. And we come home and, and we're just trying to keep the peace and we're trying to get through the evening of, you know, 
getting kids to where they need to be and uh, getting kids fed and getting them to bed and getting them bathed and everything else. I mean, we're all at different seasons of life. And if you're like me, it's, it's coming home and you're getting ready for dinner time, bath time, bedtime. And those of you that are further along in the game, you're carting kids around and you're going to different sporting activities and school events and everything else. And life is busy. And so we just kind of fall into this rut and fall in and fall victim, I should say, to the mundane day-to-day routine. And before we know it, you know, a year has passed and it's like, man, are we living intentionally? Like, have I thought... And have I cleared my head to really think about what I'm doing and what God is asking me to do? And and the Bible is full of accounts. I mean, Moses is the one that comes up uh, into mind most often where God is calling him away from his people. Uh, God is calling him away uh, from the chaos of, of the things that he's responsible for. And he's saying, come into my presence, go to the mountains, escape, retreat, I mean, we see this even in Jesus's life, which is pretty crazy to think that Jesus often had to fight for solitude. And I'm not going to spend too much time here today, but I know this. I know that in the book of Matthew, particularly Matthew chapter 14, verse 13, you can go here and check it out for yourself. But we see that Jesus is retreating for solitude, for safety. Uh, in, in, in verses 13 through 23, we see that he is retreating for solitude to pray and to rest and to worship. Um, There's another account in Matthew 17, verses 1 through 8, where where Jesus is retreating to the mountainside and retreating for solitude to seek the Father and and to seek the Father, to seek out what God's will is. Uh, Matthew 26, 36 through 46, we see that Jesus is retreating to solitude because he's in distress and he's he's sorrow. He's in sorrow. I mean, there are all kinds of reasons that we as men need to retreat. And, and I don't think you're going to find too many men's organizations or men's ministries out there that are going to say this. And I want you to hear me on this. I want you to hear me. You have permission to escape your responsibilities on occasion so that you are healthy and balanced not only in your five F's, but so that you are healthy and balanced physically, emotionally, spiritually, relationally, right? I, I, mentally, all these things, you've got to make sure if you're going to lead well, men, we need to make sure that we are taking time to take care of ourselves. And so we see Jesus seeking solitude and going out. And I really believe there's other accounts where where God is calling people away from the chaos of the cities and into the mountainsides to be in his presence. And it's often in those times where they hear God's voice, they determine what God's plans are, and they go back with enough strength to be able to do what God is calling them to do. And, and, and I don't know about you, but I, I know from my own experiences, we run, we run, we run, we run, we sprint, we sprint, and before we know it, we hit a wall and we're weary and we're burdened and, and we don't feel good about ourselves. Uh, we, we're, we're irritable, we're lacking patience, um, and we're just not good to be around. I mean, if, if we're just really honest, we're not good to be around, right? And yet, 
Jesus says in Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Guys, are we going to him when we feel weary and burdened? If you don't feel weary and burdened in your lifetime at some point or throughout the year at different occasions, I would question whether you're truly living out your responsibilities. Because we can get distracted and we start to fight within our own strength and within our own willpower And before we know it, we come to the conclusion that we just don't have what it takes. So why am I sharing this when we're here to talk about how do I create a game plan? Listen, you cannot even go about knowing how to create a game plan until you come to the realization that you won't be able to create this game plan until you find a place where you're creating space in your life for solitude to actually clear your head and listen and hear. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit later, but like I said, the Bible is full of accounts where we see this play out, and um, we need to use this time of space to assess our lives, our five Fs. We need to be honest, and and, and we need to be honest in how uh, we're doing in these areas, and my experience is that you need to get away from your responsibilities. You actually need to step away from your family for a bit. You need to step away from your jobs. You need to you need to step away from your friends. You need to step away from the the commitments of your fitness and, and health. You need to take care of yourself. But you know you might need to miss a workout here or there to go and create space where you can create a game plan. And that's what we're going to come back in part two and talk about on this podcast of episode fifty seven, a man's game plan. How do I create it? We're going to come back here in just a bit and talk through how you actually do that. But first. You need to understand, guys, we all do, that we cannot go about this until we create this space in our lives. And if you have a habit of escaping your responsibilities, I don't know what to tell you. It's not going to go over well with your family and friends if you continue to escape those responsibilities for yourself. But I would say this, I find more men out there, I talk with more men, that are giving their all and they're trying their best and they want to do the right things and they're hard workers, but they're just not taking time to take care of themselves. And this is the first part. We've got to escape. You've got to find a day. You've got to find a couple of hours here and there. For me personally, man, I find one day a month. It's on my calendar. I typically do it the third or fourth Friday of the month, depending on the month, uh, where I block an entire day out. I leave before the sun comes up and I come home at the end of the day and Sometimes I sit by a river, sometimes I go for bike rides, sometimes I go to the mountains, but I just get away and I clear my head. And I'm going to walk you through that in part two of what that looks like. So let's take a break here just for a moment to hear from episode 57's podcast sponsor, and then we'll be back for part two of how do I create a game plan. Thank you to our sponsor for episode 57, Old Growth Co. Old Growth Co. wants to help bring your ideas into your home, office, or outdoor space. They specialize in live edge slab work, custom bathroom vanities, and personalized home goods. If you want an heirloom piece built from a fallen tree in your yard or just a small part of a larger project, 
these guys would love to serve you. I have seen John and Travis's work firsthand. They create incredible custom pieces. Contact them today on Instagram at Old Growth Co. You can find them on Facebook or you can email them oldgrowthco at gmail.com. That's oldgrowthco at gmail.com. Travis and John, thank you for your advocacy for Men of Iron. Thank you for your support to the Men of Iron podcast. We appreciate you guys. This is John Hiller from Lexter PA with your Mentor Minute. Having a plan in your own mind is a great place to start, but it's only as good as what's inside your own mind. Taking the time and opportunity to meet with a brother or sister in Christ to review and go through the steps of your plan could be the difference between you succeeding and you failing. Whether it's reviewing the plan with your mentor, your father, your wife, or another brother or sister in Christ, doing so builds in accountability and helps you solidify your plan. Moving forward with your plan that's rooted in trust, faith, and prayer, you'll be well equipped to meet and exceed your goals. Hey, welcome back to part two of episode 57, A Man's Game Plan, and we are focusing on how do I actually create a game plan. And we spent part one of this podcast talking about the need for escaping, right, and finding a day. And so I just want to piggyback off of that and let you know, again, I think it's very important that you're going to have to fight uh, to get this thing on your schedule. And and I'll never forget uh, one of my mentors, Tim Bolke, a uh, guy that's taught me a lot and encouraged me in my own faith journey and, and in my family journey and just my journey as a man. Uh, I'll never forget when he he introduced this concept of solitude in my life of taking a day to escape, you know, and, and go through this formula of, hey, how, how do I create my game plan for the next 30 days or for the next six months or whatever it may be? Uh, I'll never forget what he said. He said, you're going to get on your calendar and you're going to have to fight like hell for it. And I remember kind of hearing that thinking, well, what do you mean? And he said, well, listen, Garrett, like everything will come in front of your day of space because it's a time really where you're practicing the Sabbath, where you're resting, right? You're not committing to any responsibilities. You're not committing to any work. You're literally taking a day to rest and be in the presence of God and to recognize God's presence on your life and in your life. And he said, and it's just so countercultural right now because we just have to be busy. We have to be doing things. And so my experience in teaching this concept of solitude uh, and, and even our experience here at Men of Iron of teaching this concept of solitude to men is that this is completely foreign. Uh, and men struggle and they give up on this because they, they don't know how to do it. And this is like anything else. It's like a habit that you're forming. You have to practice it. You have to give it a go. You've got to give yourself some grace But for me personally, I've got to get this on my calendar. And my experience is very much what Tim said. Like, I've got to fight like hell for this thing. And um, that's really what it's about is your family will try to come in front of this. Your work will try to come in front of this. And and you will make the excuses on why to dismiss a day of solitude or a couple of hours of solitude to get things done. Listen, we will always have things that we need to get done. And, And I don't want to beat this like a dead horse. I want to get into how do we actually do this. But I'm telling you guys, you can't go create this game plan. You will not be able to follow this formula until you escape the responsibilities and clear your head and silence the noise. Okay, 
So let's get into how do I actually do this for part two. We're going to kind of breeze through this. Uh, I will check with Steve and make sure that we put out a PDF for you guys on the website uh, or maybe direct you to the website at some point on where you can find a formula for this. Um, but if you're there today listening to this, make sure you take some mental notes and then come back to it later and jot some uh, actual notes down on how do I actually create a game plan. Number one, I'm going to go through this in steps. Step one is you've got to schedule the day to unplug, quiet down, to shut off everything and to listen. You've got to schedule it. You've got to get it on your calendar. You've got to fight the resistance that says you can't. You're going to fight the resistance that says you won't do it. And you've got to fight the resistance that says you shouldn't do it. And the truth is, men, we need this time and your family and your closest loved ones need you to take this time. So you've got to get it on the calendar, step one. All right? Step two, uh, here's what I would recommend. Go to one of your favorite places. Uh, go to a place that has been holy ground for you. Go to a place that you love, that you've got good memories of. Uh, go to a place that wakes up your soul. Uh, for me, there's something about my soul and being around water, whether that's on the beach, at the ocean, by a river, uh, by a small stream, whatever that is, I don't know what. Uh, man, it just wakes up my soul. And so uh, I like being in the woods. I like being in the mountains. Those things make me come alive and make my soul come alive. And so that's oftentimes where I will go for my days of solitude is somewhere where I can escape and turn off my phone and feel like, man, I'm in a good, good place. So step two is go to one of your favorite places. When you're there, that kind of goes into step three, which is you've got to find a quiet place. Uh, locally here in the Lancaster area in Pennsylvania, we have a lot of these rails trails. Uh, one of my favorite ones is along the Susquehanna River. And those rails and trails are quite busy throughout the day. And so what I have to do is I will actually go into the woods a little bit. Uh, I will go down by the river. Um, and I will actually find a place where nobody's going to see me, where I can't see anybody else. I take my own little lawn chair, my camping chair with me, and I just kind of sit and I find that quiet place. And that leads into step four, which is, Really, you've got to be able to kickstart things, all right? You've got to be able to kickstart things. And in fact, you can actually kickstart things before you find that quiet place. So steps three and four can kind of be maneuvered around or switched around or reversed, but you've got to be able to kickstart things. And here's what I mean by that. Uh, kickstarting things is, here's some examples, like read a favorite chapter in a book, right? Like listen to some music that fires up your soul. Um, that might be worship music. It might be Tom Petty. It might be, I don't know what it might be. Uh, Zach Brown band, what well, something that's going to kind of let you clear your mind a little bit and, and, and just calm down and clear your head and calm your soul and wake it up a little bit. Um, do whatever and what often ever wakes up your soul to awaken your spirit. Uh, and so for me, I will oftentimes start my days of space or days of solitude when I'm creating a plan or, you know, when I'm going out and I'm actually going to do this, uh, I will start my day with a run, a jog. Sometimes I go out to the river trail and I'll run first or I'll take my bike with me and just bike for 5, 10, 15 miles just without thinking about anything, uh, just to kind of waken up my spirit. I'll listen to music at the same time. Um, there's just something about that in, in the by the water with music on, doing my workout that, again, it just it works for me. But you've got to find what works for you. Uh, do something to refresh your mind and body, but get your heart rate up, right? Go for a hike, whatever is going to do that. That's going to kind of wake you up a little bit because what you're going to do then is go to that quiet place that you've established and you're going to sit for a while. 
Um, and that leads us into step five, which is to listen. And when we say listen, really most of us don't know how to just sit silently and be quiet. Uh, I really do recommend that you shut your phone off, you put on airplane mode, uh, you, you let your loved ones know that you're going to not be available for a while, you let work know you're not going to be available for a little while, trust me, uh, you're not that important, people can survive without you and you can survive without social media on your phones and you can survive without checking your email for a couple hours. But here's what I mean by listening, if I just told you to go out and sit, you would sit for five minutes and go nuts. But take your journal, take a pen, and and think over the last 30 days. And in some cases, I'm going to pull out my calendar for this. But think over the last 30 days where I will actually look at my last 30 days on my calendar and I'll identify what lessons and moments and memories that stick out. They might be good, they might be bad. I start to journal and write out like where God showed up and, and how he blessed me. Um, you, you, I maybe even identify how did God speak to me in the last 30 days and, and how did I succeed and how did I fail and what am I grateful for? What regrets am I holding on to? What caused me to feel empty, depleted, discouraged? You see, you've got to look back before you can look forward. And so those are big questions that I will journal about. And sometimes I might journal about that for an hour. Sometimes it might be an hour and a half, but I will just identify the lessons, the moments, and the memories that stuck out, the good and the bad. I will identify where God showed up. I will identify how he spoke to me and where he blessed me and what I'm grateful for. I've got to look back before I can look forward, guys. And then that part two, I guess, of step five is part of listening is now you look ahead to the next month. Maybe you look ahead to the next six months. Maybe you look ahead to the next year, but you're creating your game plan. Because now you're determining, okay, well, what do I need to be aware of? Like, what do I need to prepare for? What do I need? Where do I need God to show up? And, and what goals do I desire to accomplish? And when am I going to spend time with God, right? And what, what fears and worries do I need to let go of? You see, it's a step five. It's a five-step process of how I create a game plan. Step one, I schedule it. I get it on the calendar. Step two, I go to one of my favorite places. Step three, I find a quiet place there. Step four, I kickstart things. I, I waken my spirit up. And then step five is I listen. And I listen by looking back over the last month. And then part two of that is I look ahead. And there's some logistics involved here, guys. But you've got you've to unplug. You've got to shut everything off. You've got to eliminate distractions. Go to a place where uh, distractions don't exist. Equip yourself. Identify your location. Schedule it. Accept grace. You've got to learn how to do this. This is not going to come just naturally. You've got to give yourself grace. First time I went out, I sat for an hour and about went nuts. And so this is just something that I really want to encourage us with. And now I'm just going to take the last couple of minutes to really hone in on how do I actually do this. Follow those steps one through five. That's part of it. But to get down into the nitty-gritty of all of this, here's what I really think we need to do in order to create our game plan. Yes, follow these five steps. Get it on your calendar, right? Go to that place and look back and look ahead. Of course, we need to do that. That's what's going to start it all. It really will. It will start it all. But I really do believe the way that we uh, establish a game plan is 
what we do is you've got to assess your life in that day of space. As you're looking ahead, you need to, and looking back, you need to look at your five F's. You need to identify what's working in your faith and what's not. What's working in the family and what's not. What's, you know, what's working with my friends and what's not. Like, what's out of balance here? Give yourself a rating. Journal about the things that are going well. Journal about the things that are not going well. What is God saying to you? What does God want you to change? What does God want you to accomplish? I mean, I think you just dream a little bit. Go dream for the next 12 months. Jot down what you want to accomplish. And then what you do is you come back and you be more specific. You don't set yourself up for failure, but you identify one, I would say at the most two goals under each of your five F's. Identify two goals in your faith, family, friends, fitness, and finances. Make them smart, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic. Put a time bound on it, right? Time restrictions on it. Set yourself up for success and then live out what Proverbs 4 teaches us, which is all about staying focused and staying on course. You see, how do we create a game plan? You've got to get it on the calendar. You've got to create this place where you're hearing from God and you're clearing your head and you're actually able to assess your life. And then you start to write your goals down. You are actually 65%. There's a 65% um, you're, I'm sorry, you're 65% more likely to achieve your goals when you write it down on paper. And you are 95% more likely to achieve those goals when you share that with somebody else, when you invite accountability down, and then you have a regular meeting with that person. And that's why we are all about one-to-one and micro-group mentorships and regular meetings. Guys, accountability is a real thing. Having a mentor, having a protege, having those regular meetings, having that be part of the natural rhythms and patterns of your life. Guys, it is a real thing and the science proves, science proves that we will accomplish more in life. We will be better stewards. We will be better husbands and fathers and leaders when we write our plans down, when we clear our heads and write things down and identify how things are going and when we write our goals down and when we share it with somebody and we invite accountability into our life and when we meet regularly, science proves that we will be successful and it's all biblical. It's all biblical. I want to thank you for joining us for episode 57, A Man's Game Plan. How do I do it? Well, we just shared it and I hope you took something away. Man, we're grateful for all of our listeners. Thank you to our sponsor, Old Growth Co. We're grateful for your support. We are grateful for you. Listeners and viewers, do us a favor. Share this podcast with a good friend, family member, somebody, a neighbor, community member. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, all the places, uh, YouTube, all the places where you find podcasts. We're there. Share this with somebody. Help us out. God bless. We'll talk to you next time for episode 58. And what we're going to be talking about in episode 58 is part three of the man's game plan. We're going to be talking about the significance of a faith foundation in a man's life. You're not going to want to miss it. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Men of Iron podcast. To get started in a one-to-one or microgroup mentorship, go to menofiron.org.